Hey, everybody. It's Mike Carlson from Podcast the Ride. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Scott Gairdner. Hello. And Jason Sheridan. Hey. And we've got a little announcement. We sure do. Yep. We're launching our new podcast on an app called Spoke to give Spoke. you three exclusive episodes. Can you believe it? Three. I can't. Yeah. Don't don't believe it, but it's true. Spoke is a new audio platform made by SiriusXM that creates podcast playlists to help you find new shows to listen to. Well, how does that work, though? Well, I'm going to explain. The Spoke team handpicks the best moments from tons of podcasts and creates playlists of clips so you can try a bunch of shows out and find something new to love. So they're all grouped by topics or themes is what you're saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. Thank you for figuring that out. Thank mm-hmm. you. I mean, you could try like a playlist that's uh, like about music being decoded when it's playlists with clips about unpacking and analyzing and figuring out how people make songs and what. why are they so cool, you know? They also have one uh, called Spoke's Perpetually Single Playlist, dedicated to podcasts about relationships, or lack thereof, in my case. Sure, Jason, don't put yourself down. I want to, I want to, all right. (laughs) (laughs) There's all sorts of things is what we're trying to say, and Spoke has, like, fun exclusive content from Feral, like our podcast. Uh, So you definitely don't want to miss these special episodes. Download Spoke now, free in the App Store or on Google Play. And be sure to check out all of Podcast the Ride's exclusive Spoke episodes at hearspoke.com slash podcast the ride. That's the address. Uh, Check it out. Spoke. It's time to spoke. Yeah, we're spoken. Feral Audio. Corrections and amendments from our last episode. The theme song for the HBO documentary The Jinx is called Fresh Blood. It is also the opening track from the 2009 Eels album Ombre Lobo. The composer and lyricist of Fresh Blood is Mark Oliver Everett, also known as E. Oh, Captain, My Captain was a poem written in 1865 by Walt Whitman about the death of Abraham Lincoln. It was eventually added to his famous poem collection entitled Leaves of Grass. The last time Wayne Fetterman set foot at Bovard Auditorium was January 28th. 1986, the same day the space shuttle Challenger blew up. Another name for a bathroom is a lavatory, not lavratory. It's from the Latin lavatorium. Other common names for bathroom are men's room, ladies room, John, toilet, loo, water closet, dunny, powder room, latrine, head, carsey, throne, jacks, comfort room, and facilities. Nap cabs are currently only at Munich Airport. They rent between 10 and 15 euros per hour. Munich Airport is the second busiest airport in Germany, trailing only Frankfurt International. And in Germany, a cab also means a taxi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Human Conversation with Aaron McGathy and Wayne Fetterman. Okay. Hey, nice theme song, huh? Yeah, it was really great. Well, that's me complimenting myself. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention on one of our earlier podcasts, I don't know, or it might be on a later podcast, uh-huh. we talk about when uh, I interviewed Patton Oswalt mm-hmm. at the uh, Bovard Auditorium. Right. One of the questioners was like, before I ask my question, I just want to say, Wayne, I'm a big fan of your podcast. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. What yeah, did so you he, say? I don't know. He I apparently heard my other podcast that I do. No, I'm kidding. He <laughs> knew you were, he was talking about this is the only podcast I do. And uh, yeah, 
He says, this is a big fan of your podcast. And then I talked to him later. I was like, how did you get, to, how did you find my podcast? Mm -hmm. I go, let me guess, through Harmontown. He goes, yes. Uh, good audience. I go, yeah, you do look like you might be a resident of Harmontown. Oh, what does that mean? Should we go down that road? <laughs> no. All right. No, I just said that. This is a joke. He goes, oh, yeah, I am. I am. But he, he really liked it. So I oh, wish you remember the kid's name. But that was surprised. That was the first time anyone has said anything about it. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. People have said some things to me about it. All right. But, I mean, people, a stranger. I'm talking about a stranger. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. It was well, very Well, if you see us on the street. <laughs> yeah, come up to us. Come up to Wayne. Uh, I actually had another yesterday. I, uh, I'm trying to think where I was before I went to. Oh, after I did some acting, I went to a restaurant called Little Dom's. Are you familiar with it? I go there all the time, right by right by my home. Yeah, it's right in your hood. Mm -hmm. It's on a street called Hillhurst. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I went to Little Dom's right when it opened, 5.30. A.M.? PM. Oh, PM after their like lunch break. I yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it was Monday where they have these Monday specials, mm -hmm. so there was a huge line to get right. in. I was yeah, like, what's it's going a hopping, on? it's a hopping place. It is. What do yeah. you order there? I order mostly drinks there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, why did I even ask? <laughs> It's an Italian restaurant, just so everyone knows who's listening. But you this don't is a, go. Everyone's talking about the lasagna don't or go for the, the manicotti. Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, like, I think their food's okay, but I mostly, like, I think their drinks are great. I'll go for breakfast and I'll get their... Um, oh, I didn't even know. Their, oh, their breakfast is amazing. I will order the eggs fungi. <laughs> I love when we're talking about our local restaurant or what we were Well, I've been there three times in my life. Oh. It was a girl I used to date that. It was her favorite restaurant in mm. Los Angeles. And, uh Yeah. She loves it. So tell me about this funga. <laughs> funga? What do you eggs, say? Eggs fungi, which is like toast with poached eggs and then uh, mushrooms on top. And I can't remember what kind of mushrooms they are. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Yeah. My dog's getting neutered tomorrow. At Little Dom's. Yes. Thanks for changing the subject. It's a side, it's a side <laughs> service that they do. Yeah? No, not at Little Dom's. At the Village Vet. He's getting his little, he's getting his little tested... Testicles, yeah, removed, removed, mm -hmm. snipped. Yeah, it's gonna. It's very sad because that's the end of being a dad, right? <laughs> it's more sad. Well, he's he's this. He will be the second dog who I've taken to get neutered. And when Harvey got it done, it was just very sad afterwards because he was lethargic and he was hurt. Not so much uh, like the whole idea of. Yeah, I'm hurting know. just right now. Just yeah. you describing it. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's happening early tomorrow. So I'm trying to emotionally prep myself. Yeah, it's more the dog's problem <laughs> than your problem. I like when that you Harvey... make it about like I have to prepare. Well, I mean, the... how do I, I mean? I don't know how to possibly emotionally <laughs> prep him. We're not able to. Uh... Well, dogs pretty much live in the now, right? Yeah. Like the uh, what's the guy's name? Power of now, <laughs> Eckhart Tolle. To Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Yes, one of the. By the way, that's what they say about him mostly is that he's he's mostly like a domesticated dog. <laughs> Have you ever heard Eckhart Tolle speak? Uh huh. Out loud. Yes. The worst public speaker I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Well, I he, mean, and he does he does his. Does audiobooks. he do that on purpose? Does he do that on purpose? I don't know. I I would guess not. 
Oh, God, it's excruciating. His books are okay. <laughs> Actually, I like The Power of Now, but... That's... I tried to listen to The Power of Now. Oh, believe, no! Yeah, not a, not oh, a good... Oh, my God. The, oh... He should be an example of how not to speak in public. <laughs> outside of just someone who mumbles and can't speak, or doesn't face the microphone, or, you know, the basics. Right. Have you have you read any good self-help books lately? Am, lately? Mm-hmm. Did well, you I've... finish The Power of Art, right? I'm assuming. It's called The... War of Art, the yeah, War of Art. The War of Art. Yeah. I didn't finish it, but I've been really? thinking about it. Really? It's only like eight pages. <laughs> it's so short. Okay. How far off do you think you are from eight pages? How far? It's not more than 200 pages. Okay. Right? Well, then, yeah. I'd say that's, I think it's less than 200. Yeah. So in the um, world of books. Well, I, this pages. is what I like about that book. That book really goes into all the excuses people make for not doing That's what, what it's about, want. yeah. Oh. No, but the second half it gets crazy weird with some weird. There's like a, there's like this new agey stuff on the second half that's not sure. good. Yeah, <laughs> but the first part is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's about you know it's a little bit of a procrastination book basically, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The resistance. Yes, the resistance. they call it the resist. Like mm-hmm. it's a fancy way of saying procrastination. Um, or or maybe a little more, like oh Star Warsian, right? Like the resistance. I, um... You know when they when they first started uh, with the body scanning machines at the airport, you know you can opt out of the body scanning machines that like do like an X-ray of your body. Love the term "opt out." Keep going. <laughs> um, and I have always opted out because um, I don't I don't like all the added uh, the added control. Like I don't know. I, I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the wrong. I've, I've talked about this on podcasts before, and every okay. time I feel ill-prepared. But basically, I don't like the um, – I feel like the more that we say yes to these technologies that aren't – that really are, they are proven to be unnecessary and then also might be dangerous, the more that we're adding to like this Orwellian future that doesn't have to work out this way. And I think the TSA should improve in different ways instead of just adding new technologies. Wow. Really Maybe on your soapbox – yeah. yeah you're anyway. really you're anti TSA technologies. I'm anti TSA tomfoolery. <laughs> what I'm what about shenanigans? Well, that too. Um, yeah, and I feel yeah the the I don't know if you look in, if you look into it for five seconds it's like eh. I feel like we should we shouldn't all just say yeah please skin my body and then oh you want me to do a like take a hat off and then do a thing and then a whatever like I'm all about people being safe but it doesn't feel very smart to me so anyway I always opt out and they have like a speech that they're trained to give you before they scan your body which is the TSA agent just pats you down yeah and. The first few times I did it, there must, I don't know if there was a typo in their explanation, <laughs> but they would say they were trying to explain to me that they were going to run, they were going to pat their hands up my thighs until they met with my um, genitals. Really? <laughs> yeah. But the way they said it was, all right, and then we're going to move up your thighs until we meet the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to. They meant I wish resistance, they... which is like, all right, how how jokingly technical do you need right, to be right, about right, this? Right, right. But they just meant until like we can't go any right, further, right, right, obviously. Right. But Did they said mean... the resistance, resistance. Uh, which was I think would be worth a... the price of admission of for opting out is to have somebody say to you, "I'm going to go up your thighs until I meet the resistance." Right. <laughs> I think I'm going to start calling them my genitals the resistance. I think you and 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 women's uh, yeah women's. Women's genitals. 
Genitals. <laughs> the worst. Genitals. Plurals. Plural. Uh, genitals is the worst. That's not the worst. Not worse than moist. I think moist. it's worse than moist. Well, you don't. I mean, it's the worst thing. Genitals. Think, genitals. Why is it plural? Why wouldn't it be your genital? I don't know because there are different things. There's happening. things, all kinds of There's contraptions and, kind of, and traps. <laughs> what is what he said? Uh, some comedian. There's like trap doors, and you don't know what's going on. What and, is it? Oh, God, what's the name of the Rube Gold Rube Goldtharp? What's the yeah, that's she, a Rube Goldtharp? <laughs> it's Goldberg. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like how does it, this is connected to the bag yeah. Then all Genitals. of a sudden, yeah, there's eight dice rollouts. Have you ever tried to make a Rube Goldberg machine? Only with Where the game Mousetrap. Yes. That's as close as I got. Yeah. Oh, God. The game just... was so... the game. There was no game. It was just setting it no, up and running. No, that reminded them. me that that was my brother. My 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 family's a big game playing family and my brother is 4 years younger than me and thus the youngest person in our family. So I was always so frustrated when we were growing up. I was like, when is he going to be able to play a game, mom and dad? Like, oh, he got I us see. this yeah, broken yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and he was obsessed with Mousetrap. We would have to play it over and over and over again. But it's just like putting a toy together. And I was like, great. Of course. Got that. But it's yeah. pretty fun. Starts with is the winding. It? and Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. I mean, it looks neat. But I, was, but I wanted to play, like, chess. But the and... end of it, when it comes down. It's very, it's very neat. It's very neat, but I guess when I think of the game, or I know when I when I hear the name Mousetrap, it it uncovers memories of like having to <laughs> right. Please, I dumb down, dumb down a little bit. Yeah. Yep. But now well, he's great. Now he now can play can every play game. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, he yeah. can play. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm still. This is a ridiculous thing to say, and I think he listens to this podcast. But um, my brother's name is Michael, and he's. Hey, he has, yeah. Hey, Michael. He has he has skills in areas that I don't have, which still amazes me because I still think of him as like a little baby. I know. You gotta baby. let that go. Gotta let that go. Yeah. Give me one skill. Give me one of Michael's skills. He can play guitar. Okay. <laughs> is that not? <laughs> no, it's something. He's also he graduated college. Something He's, you uh... can't do. <laughs> something I haven't done. Uh, oh, you haven't done. Okay. No. Um. Though. Oh, I, what's happening? Are you thinking about getting that degree? Well, let's it talk about, like, okay, it let's like talk th- about this. Sounds like This is this is a. <laughs> why are you doing that voice? I don't know. Just trying to mix it up a little bit. I will. Okay, I would like to talk about this. <laughs> this is, why are you making that face? Well, because you're you're setting it up like I. You don't need me here. You're just no, gonna, no, no. The, no, I'm setting up that I do need you here. All right, let's go. Usually, don't need me. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Is it? Here's my question. Yes. If somebody, I feel like it's my my. Um, I need to. I want to say something other than I feel. My inclination when I think about a thirty year old woman going back to school to finish her art that, history who major. Would, how would you describe this thirty year old woman? Would you Maybe say? Maybe she's the co-host of a podcast. Okay, that kind of person. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Maybe she's tall and doesn't have control over her, her limbs. She uh, needs more body <laughs> knowledge. Knowledge control. Uh, what was that called? Uh, just body knowledge. Body. I don't remember what I oh. said. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I've been. So I've there's been toying hypothetical with this idea. Right. Right. And are you familiar with the musical <laughs> company? 
by Stephen yes, Sutton. Yes, I am familiar right. with company. And familiar with the song, The Ladies Who Lunch. Of course. Okay. Of course. There is a lyric... It may be ridiculous. It's no, possible that a this... lyric from a song may prevent me from finishing my art history degree. But there is a lyric in the song, which I really love, right. um, which is uh, this character and company. She's breaking down. She's a she's unhappy with her like lot in life. And she's talking about like all these different women and like what they're doing to occupy themselves. And mm-hmm. basically, they're just like distracting themselves from the issue, which is that they're not doing what they want to do. And one of the lines is about uh, going to classes, uh, yeah. art history classes, and then buying art. And and I, at 30, I dropped out of college, uh, frankly, because I was bored. And you couldn't get through your classes because you're too bored. Um, yeah, I didn't like I didn't want to go to my classes because I was bored. And then I at the time had the opportunity to like work in theaters and do all these things that I really wanted to do. So yeah. as as like an 18, all right, let's get down. So let's get down to it. How, how so long now, were you there? How long were you there? Uh, well, I went to <laughs> but, but I went number. to several. I, I, oh. I've been to like five different colleges. Five. Not literally five. Three. Three. Four. Right. How many are what they call junior colleges or community colleges? Or I went you, to two or different. You, or is I went there to shame two different. Involved? I went to two. No, uh, no shame. Well, there was shame for me involved in the time, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, two schools. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not trying to shame you. No, I know. I don't. Well, I don't feel ashamed. I went to. I wanted to go to NYU. The school I went to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! This just got great. I so really, your dream, my dream was, was to go to, go to, to New York University, the largest private school in America. Yes, and my parents said, my dad, who's super smart, who yes. really wanted to go to an Ivy Ivy League school, and yeah. his parents said, no, that's couldn't insane. Couldn't afford it. He couldn't couldn't afford it, and also said that's ridiculous. My dad's parents were self made people. Grow up? Where did your dad grow up? Um, all over. My dad's dad worked for NASA and was like a hotshot for NASA. What? Your granddad's was... worked for NASA? Yes. And in the... Houston or Florida? In Houston. Mm-hmm. And the first, that's there's pretty a good Bible that I knew that was... those are the two places. <laughs> yes, right? Real great. It's pretty good. <laughs> Just complimenting myself. Um, I mean, if we would, okay, all right, yeah, great job. Um, yeah, my my uh, my dad's dad was a big shot at NASA. His name was Pink. Is there photos of him in like a white shirt with the thin tie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. I know that like look. on the, yeah, like on the cover of newspapers, and it was very handsome. What do you know? What programs you worked on? Do you work on Mercury? Do you work on Apollo, Gemini? Oh God! I mean, I should find out. It's a sore it's subject. Your, it's a sore subject yeah, for my family. Yeah, because those were such embarrassing things for the United no, States. All of those programs. No, no, no. It's a sore subject for my dad because. and my family because my 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 papa, which we called him. Um, was a such a hot shot like yeah. Mad Men era. He had a lot of affairs, oh. and um, in Houston, in Houston and around, and so he's kind of a controversial figure in my family. But like everybody, so he it was he his left, nickname was Pink. His real name is Pinkney, which is like an Irish name. His name is Pinkney, but everybody called him Pink. Pink and he was McGathy? very handsome. Mm-hmm. Pink McGathy is what they called him. Pink McGathy. <laughs> Sounds like a great character. Yeah, and he was very, 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 very handsome. He looked like Paul Newman. 
and he had a lot Did of affairs. Did he have blue eyes? Yes. Nice. And he at one point left my family, the, left my Mima. The eagle has landed. <laughs> he left my family and lived with <laughs> another woman for a few years. Uh-huh. And then, but then returned. This like, sounds so madman to me. Yeah, it was very, very madman. So I don't. When I ask my dad about his father, and my my dad, I know my dad has some like real issues over. Is Pink still alive? No, Pink died when I was five. I'm gonna years look old. him up. I'm gonna look him up when we're done. You know, as <laughs> look we him know. Up. Look no, him up. I don't look up anything when we're on the air. Oh, on yeah. the air, or is it recording? <laughs> the. Uh, Pink McGathy in Houston, mm-hmm. working there. Yeah. Married to Mary McGathy, who is a real fox, my my Mima. Is um, she still alive? She is still alive, and I'm going to visit her very soon. But okay, um, I don't understand this Mima and what it was it, Pama? Mima. <laughs> what was it again? Mima. She's I know, Mima. what was his? Papa. A oh, papa. Okay. Yeah. Papa and Mima. Papa right. and Mima. Yeah, so I don't... People, the Irish. The Irish. The Irish. I don't have to say anymore, right? We all know what I'm thinking. Keep going. Um, So he was a self-made person who didn't go to any sort of fancy school. He didn't go to any... He wasn't an engineer? No, no, he he wasn't. He was literally an engineer, and he was educated. I don't know where, but I'm just saying, like, when my dad... You had a guy that worked in NASA, and you don't know where he went to I'm school. I'm saying my family doesn't talk about him because of this Obviously flandering he's... and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and they're... he's like, a, he, but I don't know. It's not because of the flandering. It's because if you mention him to anybody, it's like a source of. It's a very. He's a very controversial person in people's hearts. We're gonna talk so... about it. We're gonna talk about it. No, it's fine. It. I mean, he's not in mind. In my heart, he's like my my papa, who I knew to, knew until right, I was I'm sure it's painful for yeah. your dad. Very dude, painful. You lose your. Yeah, he loses my dad his mom. never talked. About his dad ever, and um, my Mima talks about him. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but it just sounds um, like a. Infant. What do you What do you call your grandma? Well, all my grandparents are dead. So, what did call you call them? Grandma, and grandpa, right. grandpa, granddad, granddad. Something oh, like those that. are all dumb. <laughs> they are not. That's exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. No, so there was no Nana. There was none of even of that. Well, okay, all right. Yeah. So, so my dad, so my dad had like his parents thought it didn't want to pay for him to go to like a big fancy school, which is very disappointing to him. But he ended up, he like paid, spent paid paid his way through school, and he ended up. By the way, so did, Wayne, so did Wayne Fetterman. Keep well going. Well done. All right, great. Let's keep going. Um, so when I was in school, I really wanted to go to NYU. That was I, your dream. That was my dream. How did you find out about NYU? Uh, good question. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what we're doing. New York University. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I oh. always fantasized about going to New York. I, I don't know why. I mean, when, Did you when know anyone in, who went there? No. Did you hear about it? I mean, obviously I heard about it. I'm not sure why I That's really wanted- It's very curious that you wouldn't know. Because usually when I ask somebody that, they're like, oh, I wanted to go to University of Pennsylvania because my uncle right. went there and I, I visited the campus like I never saw. I, think, so I mean, I think Jews. the answer to that is that I always wanted to do theater. And I think I, I, and yeah, I spent a lot know. of time researching like theater. Oh, what and I was, was like, the best? oh, this is where I want to go. This is the best school. Right. And also like and what New year, York. Can I ask what year you graduated high school? Is 2002. 2002. Yes. So you were in high school during 9 11? 
Yes, I was a senior in high school at 17. I was 16. I was 16 at 9-11. I had turned 17 in December. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. So I really wanted to apply to the school. My parents, my dad, my, my mom was passed at that point. And my dad was like, no, we, like you need to go to a school um, that's in California. And my dad was... At the time, I don't know why I thought at the time, like, if I, well, if I get into the school, if I apply for it, then I'll, they'll let me go. But my, my dad was like, no, it's literally the most expensive it school in the country. It is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Way overpriced. And that was my feeling when I went, you know what I used to describe it as? Hmm. And this is someone who went to NYU. Yeah. Ivy League prices without the Ivy. Great. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's basically what it is. Ivy League price. It's just ridiculous. And you paid yourself, you, you paid your way through NYU. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I took out a loan. Mm -hmm. Took out a loan that I paid off. I had a schedule, by the way. Well done. Yeah. No, no, no. It was hard. It was hard. For a while, they wanted me to default when I couldn't pay anything. There was a time I couldn't pay at all. And the lady from Citibank, that's when they would do it through banks. She was like, Wayne Fetterman. This is her voice. Wayne Fetterman, <laughs> uh, look, it's just all you have to you can default on this loan. It's like, please, first of all, you lent money to an actor, like mm -hmm. somebody in his acting program. It's going to take some time for me to get this thing going. Right. Like it's partially your fault, Citibank. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I said, just hang. She goes, I, I go, what's the min absolute minimum I could send? And it was like five dollars a month. Wow. And I was like, I can do that. I can get you $5 a month. And I did that for a couple years. And then she was like, you sure don't want to overfold? It's like, and then all of a sudden the, the career started blossoming <laughs> to this level, obviously. <laughs> but uh, keep going. That's my NYU story. Uh, I did, so on my own, I did early admission, uh, did the audition and everything, got in, and my dad was still like- Wait, you no. got into NYU? Yes, I got into NYU. What program were you gonna Tish. go to? You, do you know what studio in Tish or no? Uh, uh, Stella Adler. I studied with Stella Adler. Oh, great. This is unbelievable. I never knew that. <laughs> you were going to be an Adler? It's a, it's a, it's a very uh, uh, dark uh, thing in my, <laughs> in my heart. Is this really causing you pain? Uh, do you feel it like I'm throwing it up in your face? That no, I, I don't feel like you're throwing it okay, in my face. Okay, can I say something about Stella Adler? Uh-huh. You know, it works. Stanislavski, Moscow Arts Theater, to Stella Adler, she studied with him, to yes. Wayne Fetterman. That's the progression of modern American drama. And you were saying that to not make me feel bad. No, I was just, <laughs> it's, it's stupid, obviously. She, she taught a lot, but actually studied with her. That's great. That's yeah, really yeah, great. yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm so happy for your No, it, 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 believe me. It's, <laughs> it really worked a lot when I was on General Hospital. But um, so you were going to be an Adler. You yes. would you would well, pass the where'd you audition? Um in San Diego at What'd the you audition with? Uh um This Maris I know you have to remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh monologue from Marisol by Jose Rivera. I don't even know what that is. Say it's it a again? great play. It's a magical realist play. The play is called <laughs> okay. Marisol. You didn't have to do two? Uh I did have to do two. I did that and <laughs> um my classical monologue was yeah. um uh Cleopatra from Antony and Cleopatra. You did Shakespeare? I did. <laughs> 
Was there any other chance you were going to go to Strasbourg or Circle and Square or Experimental? Or... Um, I'm sure, but on the application you say like where you want to go. And that was your number one. Yeah, and, and I what did, did really. How did you know about Adler? I well, because I researched fans. the school because I was like yeah, interested yeah. in the school and like that at that time like it was all in all in uh, websites and stuff. Also, I was like the hot shot from my high school, so oh. the counselors were like, oh. where is she going to go? That's probably where you heard about NYU would be my guess. Maybe the drama teachers and stuff like, where are yeah. you going to take all this talent? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I was doing great at all the festivals. Oh, I was my God. Like, if this yeah. is too painful for you to talk about. No, it's Because fine. I see it's you're really biting fair. your fingernails, I and <laughs> I will stop, and we'll move on to another thing. No, it's cause... fine. It's fine. It is, it is, I don't know, whatever. It's fine. Who I mean, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be where I was now if I. Yeah, you'd be went bigger. You'd be way bigger. <laughs> Why? What are you talking about? You would have um, so would have made all kinds of great connections. So my dad, there. my dad, who was mourning the death of my mother, who like the way that one of the ways that he dealt with that was by really keeping adhering to convictions and schools. No, not keeping me out of college. My dad was insistent that I went to college, but he was like, "No, you go to." A school okay. that so let me hear the three schools in order. So I said, okay, I'll go to San Francisco State. So San I went to San Francisco State, um, with Vivian, who's on our basketball team. Yeah. She was my roommate. Yeah, I know her. Um, and I dropped out after a semester and a half. If I'm not mistaken, San Francisco State won the NCAA basketball tournament in 1956 and 56. 55 and 56. Keep going. I I would be very surprised if that was true because they don't really have sports at the school. Maybe you're thinking University of San Francisco. Maybe I'm thinking of University of San Francisco. Um yeah. You're yeah. probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> so I went there. They don't they have uh, apparently great grad programs, but their undergrad programs are not very good. Right. And I before I went away to school, I started like my first like romance, and so I dropped out of school to no, yeah, you dropped out of San Francisco State to be with the dude, <laughs> yes. So then do I do I know this guy? No, no, you don't. No, he lives in he still lives in San Diego, and he's uh, okay. He's an actor in San Diego. Um, but so I came back for him, and then I. Enrolled at the community college that was like the not the What's joke, it called? but it, it's called Palomar. 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 Yeah. Palomar. It's in Escondido, California. Isn't it's that like the, the name also a famous racetrack, Palomar. You're thinking. What am I thinking of? No, you wait. What's no, in you my head? You're thinking. No, Palomar is right. There, the <laughs> other no Palomar. What am wait, I thinking? Is Palomar? No, what are you thinking of? You're thinking of um. What's in my head? <laughs> Tell me what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking Palomar is the name of a racetrack. Yeah, I think maybe that's right. Yeah, but th that's not there. That racetrack is not there. Um, yeah, that sounds like it might be back east or something. But yeah. So, uh, so you went to Palomar Community College. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and it was kind of. Wait. So, uh -huh. did they call it PCC? No. Did it's called Palomar? Yeah. Maybe somebody calls it. PCC. How many credits did you get at San Francisco State? Um, whatever the credits are for a semester. I think like three, so I think 12. Oh, all right. So that's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. It was, 
it wasn't uh it wasn't great and i also Jesus. i don't know i, I was like... expecting i was expecting like the i wanted like the big sweeping college experience yeah and um there's nothing wrong with san francisco state and i was very lucky to have a roommate like vivian cuz she was the best what is san francisco state's like um like name like like the pa- like the bruins would be ucla they're the gators yeah, as in then the, you're right you're yeah. right because that San Francisco team I'm thinking about was called, I think, the Dons, not the Doms, that restaurant we were talking about, right? But the Dons. So you're totally okay. right. You yeah, know more about NCAA sports than I do. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, that's not true, but yeah. That was so, great. Uh, but then I I moved downtown to San Diego, and so that I went yeah. to San Diego State, and then I worked up all my credits so I could transfer to UCLA. So you were at San Diego State. Yes. But that's not a- Or not San Diego State. San Diego City College. Not San Diego State. Oh. I'm misspeaking. San that Diego City College. That was an interesting. That was, hello, Sigmund Freud on line three. <laughs> I don't know what the- It's like maybe you wished you went to San Diego State. No, I definitely did not wish I went to San Diego State. Because that's like a party school, right? Yes. It's yeah, a major yeah. party school. And we, at the time, I was working at a at an improv theater where we advertised there all the time. But, but it felt, it did feel kind of weird because I was- I did have like very high hopes leaving school, and I definitely had like a reputation for like, ah, oh, well, she's she's really driven. She's gonna really do something. Like not like very driven it. artistically, mm-hmm. and like very much like um, Are you like the the golden child a little bit artistically. Yeah, not not as much academically. Like I had good grades and stuff, but I was mostly like the yeah, artistically. Right. So so going to NYU was like my. I had put all my eggs in that basket, so much so that I didn't learn how to drive because I was like, I'm not going to need to learn how to, I'm not going to know how to, I don't need to know how to drive in New York. And then I went to San Francisco because I was like, well, you don't need to learn how to drive in yeah. San Francisco. And then San Diego, no one drives down there. <laughs> I ended up giving my getting my driver's license later. Did you um, take driver's ed in high school? No. Did they give it in high school? Because I know they, they I don't know. No, they didn't give it in high school. I don't like even think they, that- that happens anymore in high school. No, no, right? No, it's like a it's like a weekend thing that I did when I moved back to San Diego because I was <laughs> like, oh driver, god, I gotta learn how, how to drive. That's how long it takes to drive one weekend. What? No, did I say one weekend? No. Oh, like a weekend thing, like you would do. Yeah, over, it's on the yeah, weekends. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Yeah, got it. you do like a few yeah. classes, and then Sorry. you do like behind the wheel thing. But the behind the wheel thing you have to pay for. It's not part of like the the schooling system. Well, I took drivers at high school. NYU driver's edge. I don't want to brag. I don't want (laughs) to brag, but I actually Stella Adler and driver's edge. I don't want to. I know I throw it up all the time. Things I've done in my life. I mean, you really did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah, my best friend in high school. One thing that was really hard for me to deal with for a long time was that she was a year below me, and she. I don't want to say because of me, but I think right. like she heard about NYU and like mm-hmm. and all that because of me, and she ended up auditioning with that monologue from from uh, from Marisol, and she got in, and she ended up going to, I think she was at Lee Strasberg. She went Strasburg. there, yeah, yeah, like the studio. But then she stra- but then she didn't really like it. She transferred to the Chicago Art Institute, yeah, and now she's doing great. Of course, of course. There you go. Do you want to know what I auditioned for, or do you even care? Uh, what with... did you What did you audition with? No, it sounds like you don't care. No, I do care. I feel like that was no. That was I, that was me considering whether or not I should guess. Oh. Um. I think. Let's see. What year did you audition? 
It was 77. Okay. I think you auditioned with... Because when I did it, you had to do like a modern and uh, classic monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your contemporary monologue was... I think you this did. This is gonna uh, blow your mind. This is gonna blow. I think it's the uh, I forget the name mind. of this character, but like the guy who plays uh, Blanche, the, the Blanche's Blanche's uh, boyfriend from Streetcar Named Desire. His <laughs> his monologue. That's what I think. Yeah. No. It wasn't. It wasn't Tennessee Williams. Okay. Well, what was that? Uh, Arthur Miller. No, it wasn't any of those guys. It was. This is again, Fetterman doing his own way. <laughs> uh, they said you should. Do two, have uh-huh. two ready to go, uh-huh. but they may only ask you for one. Uh-huh. So um, I said, can it be original? They're like, Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, of uh-huh. course, uh-huh. I wrote something. Okay. And performed it and got into Stella Adler. What was the monologue about? I. It was about, it was, it was, believe it or not, it was about comedy in a weird way. It was about like this old. <laughs> Why did you write your own monologue? Were you like three I reasons? Like... Okay. One, I isn't part of it like interpreting text that isn't. Of course, that's the right. what the nature of an actor. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's the that's the job. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, let me. T- uh... <laughs> Can I interpret interpret my own thoughts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, first of all, because they'll have no way if I'm doing it correctly or not. That's the first thing. Like, if I go up, I don't have to worry about going up because <laughs> I've written it. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and two, okay, this is, this here's a little insight into Fetterman. <laughs> okay. The na- Fetterman Nation. That, uh, like, I, I contacted them like two weeks before the thing. Like, I saw the ad in the paper. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I wasn't ready to go at all. And, they said to me, she, she goes, well, you should do two monologues. I go, can you do something original? She goes, yeah, but if you haven't worked on it by now, don't even bother. <laughs> so, Rude. of course, that made me. Right. Guess what? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Little Miss Lady on the other end of the phone. Little Miss Lady. Yeah. So so it was just about a vaudevillian who was auditioning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so insane. It's insane. I don't know what, <laughs> how I got <laughs> It's about this age. Uh, well, I know better than every other playwright who's ever existed. I really need to write my own material. Who is this? Who is this I mean, Ibsen? Who is this? Yeah. Who is that? What is this? Is this uh, Marlowe and Doll's House? <laughs> Wait, this is a cherry orchard? <laughs> I'm not in the mood for cherries. I don't like that. A three, seagull? A I don't have three seagull? sisters. I can't connect with this text. <laughs> Can't do any of that. I love her. I love her. A theater nerding out. Oh, your, I'm a little your, nerdy. I'm a little nerdy. What was your other monologue? And uh, oh, mm. didn't have it prepared. What? Yeah. Oh, and so you just got lucky. Yep. You little sneak. Oh man. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was. I don't. I don't even know if there's a copy of like what I wrote. Maybe mm. somewhere in the archives. Wayne Fetterman. <laughs> That's the Spanish way of saying it. I know you were just in Spain, so I'm trying to 
Thank you. You're welcome. Our hives. You, don't, you <laughs> still don't understand. It's just S sound. I don't know what I'm doing with languages. Oh. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we had to stand up when Stella Adler walked into the room. Hmm. What did she wear? Big, big sweepy shirts. Low cut. Low cut. <laughs> and she was in her seventies at the wow. time. Seventies. That was her thing. All right. And you know my feeling about when someone wears low cut. What or maybe you don't. No. My feeling is it's insulting if you don't look. <laughs> Wayne, what an icky thing to say. Is that wrong? <laughs> I feel like you're they're putting that out there. You feel like you shouldn't look. I know, obviously, we're I mean, talking I about a 70-year-old woman now, but I'm just saying. Right, but, like, you're reducing it to, like, one or the other. I mean, like, when you say, like, look. I'm not saying, like, gaze or stare or make someone feel uncomfortable, but I feel like you have to, like, oh, that's for my visual enjoyment. Well, I mean, that's where you're wrong. It's not. Tell me. I think, oh, I, think I love the this. Assumption, like, with you wearing, okay. Yeah. Let me break it down. Right let's, now. Let's right break now, it down. Wait, we're doing a. A cleavage breakdown. Cleavage breakdown. <laughs> name right, of the could right be the name of this wearing... podcast. It could <laughs> be the name of this episode. Right now, you're wearing like a Letterman's jacket, right? Like a faux Letterman's jacket. Correct. It is. Is it my job to uh, break down like what what the idea is with that? Like, is is it is it my is it my job to say like, ah, oh, what team is he trying to do? Or, like, what is he? What is his? Uh, was it? Are you sure you want to go down this road? <laughs> no. <Are> you no. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> We can re can re rack. We can well, re rack. We can start it from the top. Okay. Well, go back to one. Speak, reset. Speaking, speaking of racks, cleavage breakdown. Yes. Um, uh, Nope. No, yeah. I think the assumption that anything is for you or for anybody else is is a mistake. I think what? it's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Let me hear it. I know that when you put on your clothes, <laughs> you are not putting them on in a way that it's for other people necessarily. So, like, the assumption oh, that a I woman see. in a low-cut shirt, okay. it's not necessarily for you. Yes, there's some gray area with, like, if you look at her chest, whether that's appropriate. But I would I would pause the, the woman wearing a very low-cut shirt. If you glance down at her yeah. cleavage but then continue to talk to her as a person, I'm guess, I'm going to I'm going to make the, uh, the, the guess, the, jump? the yeah. jump that yeah. she's not going to punish you for it. However, it is a mistake. If you, but I don't know that. I mean, Again, we're talking about now. We're not talking about looking. We're talking about how you're looking. I'm saying right. It's I'm insulting just saying. I'm not just saying like look. like I, I I don't know about the way that people want to be, but it, it's that's ridiculous. It's insulting not to look, but it's a mistake to assume. <laughs> it's a mistake. Of course, to I'm ass- overstating. I, I know you're joking. I know. Yeah. Okay. I know, I know. I know. But it's a mistake to assume that that is part of it. That that is for you. What? That that is for anybody. Like the way that somebody dresses is for themselves. Everybody should assume that something's you, their own property. When you see a man walking down the street in like a muscle tee, do you assume that that is for you? Or okay. Just... If I see a man <laughs> walking down the street and let's say, I, 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 this is going to sound like I'm making fun of a gay guy, but let's say in West Hollywood where the, the guy is wearing like a cutoff thing and you can see mm-hmm. his stomach. And just a little tank top and right. mid drifty kind of so thing. So, do you feel ownership over that person? No, I'm saying he's person? wearing that so people will see his stomach. Right, but I'm saying it's not your job philosophically. No, but but to I can say assume I can, what it like to and then to act on that. 
This it's just like there's just laws about how to interact with people and how to treat people as their what? own people. There's women laws? are no, not laws. Laws is the wrong word. Right, let's, but let's re-rack. You know, no pun you intended. know that you know that women are frequently treated as property, of right? Not yes. and objectified. Yes, yes, we yes. agree with this. Yes. So a way for us all to kind of like move against this is to encourage. Um, ourselves and each other to not view a low-cut shirt as something that is for you. Maybe it's for somebody else. Who knows? But it's like it's not your business to decide whether or not it, something is for you, whether or not like someone's someone's wow. breast exposure. This is what is they for taught you. you in school. Did this no, is what they no taught one you? taught me this in school. I'm what was like, the name I'm of wearing, that school? Well, for example, I'm wearing I'm wearing skinny jeans. This is what they taught I'm wearing you at, skinny jeans. At Palomar. Right? They taught you this at Palomar. I'm wearing skinny jeans this right is now. Some right? Women's course you had to take. Oh, Wayne. Did you take a women's thing course? What is it uh, called? Yes, women's I, took studies? A, I took a women's thing. Women's course. studies. Women's studies. <laughs> I've not actually taken a women's studies course. You haven't. So this no. you just gleaned on your own, just living life. That. This is a yes, and this is a personal philosophy. Like right now, I'm wearing skinny jeans that highlight my ass. Right. Oh. I am not. <laughs> I am not wearing. I'm wearing them because they make me feel comfortable, and I guess I feel like. Power, not powerful is the wrong word, but I feel I feel good and confident in these jeans. It's not to say like when I'm walking down, when I'm walking down the street, the that my ass is not for everybody that I walk by. Obviously not. And when I look at men that are wearing certain clothes, I don't think of it as like, oh, this is for me. In the same way that I think that when women are wearing sexy clothes, it shouldn't be seen as a like, oh, this is for me. And maybe that's a, maybe that feels like an it sounds like an extreme thing, but it's a reaction to All right. men just... talking to you like your body is for them. The presentation of yourself is for them, which is not not right, appropriate. I could, I could kind of understand what you're saying. Okay. I'm against, and I and I feel like I'm the wor- the worst voice for this, but because I put it, it's. Because I'm not articulating it well, but I'm just saying that like it's it well, would maybe, be wise for maybe you one of our to... listeners can help you out. Yes, if somebody wants to, <laughs> but but I'm just saying like anybody. So the it's, way not that anybody's... it's not a gift. It's not a gift. Maybe if that person, maybe if that there's there's like some sort of exchange where that person expresses yeah. that that it is for you, but I'm just saying it's it's it feels like a very. Uh, male to female thing that like the way that you dress up is for that person and men don't experience that feeling men don't feel the feeling of oh well they this is just for those people so it's it's i think it's hard for you to relate to what i'm saying because you're a a male oh interesting (laughs) Uh, but that's that's what i mean okay what if a guy all right and we're getting into sexual politics here Mm -hmm. what if a guy puts on like a i mean i don't wear suits Mm-hmm. But I know some women love right, a guy right, right. in well, a here's, suit. Yes, yeah, so here's the equivalent. And they put on so, the suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like a man puts on a suit. Yes, it's very it's very handsome. But I don't have the attitude when I see that man that it's for, for me, it's not for me you? necessarily. Unless it's like expressed that it's for me. But no one's – the way that people dress isn't f- isn't for <laughs> like the sexual pleasure of other people unless there's like some no, sort I of like consummation there. I'm more talking about aesthetic pleasure. All right. Well, great. <laughs> All right. Maybe we're coming to the end. <laughs> I want to take a quick break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt our own podcast, but I'm here with Aaron, and this is the part of the show where we read emails, maybe a Twitter comment, and certainly a uh, email comment from our email account, which is human conversation podcast at, at gmail. 
dot com. Dot com. Okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you like our podcast, uh, t- tell tell all your friends and review the podcast like this person named Yuzi Fruit. Yuzi Fruit. Yuzi Fruit. Sounds like something Yoplay might put out. <laughs> Five stars. I'm an avid listener of podcasts, especially feral podcasts. Wow. In just nine episodes, Human Conversation has quickly become one of my absolute favorites. Wayne and Aaron get along with each other in a way that reminds me a lot of siblings, but with a noticeable generation gap. They're comfortable with each other, (laughs) but not exactly best friends, which makes for really interesting podcasting. I love this podcast so much. Thanks, Aaron and Wayne. Thank you. Thank you for for that very nice compliment. Listen to podcasts on this network and that we're not her favorite, but one of her favorites. (laughs) Feels good. Feels good. Feels very good. Okay, I'm going to read now something that was on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this is from a gentleman by the name of Sean Baxter, at B.H. Honster. I can't even say this. Anyway, you can just... uh, This is an adjective I never use, but your podcast, Human Conversation, is delightful. So thank you. That that felt good. And as a matter of fact, I I think I even mentioned that on this, this episode. Let's go. And then our final thing we're going to do is uh, what? Uh, we're going to do an email. Electronic M. Let's yes. do it. Uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, again, that's hu- podcast at gmail.com. This is from Rocco. Aaron and Wayne, I've been waiting for years for someone to say something on a podcast that I could comment on, comment on with some relative expertise. Wayne's remarks about being a documentary purist and disliking reenactments sort of mirrored a conversation between myself and a documentary film professor of mine. I had felt that reenactments took from the viewing experience and changed a film from something real to something manufactured. His argument, which seems obvious to me now, was that all documentaries are manufactured in that way and that they are meticulously edited and the filmmakers are still telling their version of the story. There's no real truth in documentary film. In fact, one of the earliest documentary features, Robert Flaherty's 1922 film, Nanook of the North. I've seen it. I've seen it. Was almost entirely reenactments of the Inuit people. He I used to names. pronounce it as Nanook, not Nanook, but that's, that's just, I, meant, right. I might have had that wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> he changed names, staged events, and edited the film to his liking. More to the point, I don't. Sorry, the dog has decided to start digging into the carpet. More to the point, something like Errol Morris's uh, The Thin Blue Line right. also contains plenty of reenactment, which is Morris's way of showing how stories change and evolve from person to person. This is the same type like of thing Rashomon. happening. Mm-hmm. This is this is the same kind of thing happening in the Jinx. As the story changes or more information is Jesus, added, this is a long. This was the, an email. The reenactments change or grow. I see it as a valuable technique because documentary movies are presenting not the truth but a truth. The reenactments are each a version of that truth. So Wayne, while I tend to prefer docu- documentaries without reenactments, they certainly have their place in the genre and are as pure as any other technique. For a couple of docs that do it really well, I recommend The Imposter and Searching for Sugar Man, both from 2012. Right. Thanks again I... for the amazing podcast and everything else you guys do. That includes Dustin, your friend Rocco. Thank you, Rocco. Y'all, I've seen both of those documentaries. Dislike The Imposter, love Searching for Sugar Man. Right back at you, Rocco. <laughs> I, lo- I loved both of those. You like The Imposter? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. So, what theater? Because I saw it in the theater also. Oh, I saw it in San, San Diego. Dan and uh, I were out of town in San Diego. We saw it in I San Diego. I think I saw it at uh, maybe the New Art. Is that the name of that theater? Yeah, the New Art. On we saw Santa it at Monica. the Landmark Theater in Hillcrest in San yeah. Diego. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's get back to the show. 
All right, we're back. It's more about the intention. <laughs> we shouldn't assume what people's intention is with what they're wearing. And this is, but this is from the voice. Of, right, you're saying that I shouldn't assume that's for me to enjoy. Right. Well, and more, yes, and more importantly, you shouldn't assume what somebody's intention is when they're wearing that stuff. Which, I'm not. It, I never said, oh, that means she wants, you know. Right. Well, and I'm speaking more to hook up with me. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, that's more of wit. a general thing. Yeah. She wants to get with. We all know that. Right. We all know that a woman is allowed to walk into a bar sexually and not be like, oh, this means she can wear whatever she wants. Right. I'm more talking about just visually catching my eye and just like, oh, I should probably look at just glance <laughs> at that very nicely. But I'm more into But if you know me and women, like I'm way more into like the mental back and forth than the like, oh, sure. That's why I don't go to strip clubs much anymore. <laughs> uh, did you used to go to a lot of strip clubs? Not a lot, not a lot. This is the thing I used to go. You to used to go to the same two strip clubs every week, <laughs> several times a week, but not a large variety. Well, I had a very handsome friend of mine named Matthew, and oh. he actually played Robin Hood on television. Like that's how good looking. Really? He was. Oh, and yeah. that WB show? Yeah, I'm on oh. that. That yeah, they, yeah, that that's no the Forgot syndicated that. whatever that show was. Okay, um, and. Uh, very good looking guy. He was on Class of 96. He was on 90210. The original? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Perry, that's who you No, no. Oh, better okay. looking than Matthew Perry. Oh. Uh, that's good. Matthew Perry's a little squinty. Oh, I didn't want to no, insult no, Matthew, him like no, no, that. No, no, no. Sorry. Matthew Perry. No, no. I'm saying the wrong thing. Um, Matthew Perry is from Friends. Yeah. Who is, who's the guy of... from 90210? Right, right, right. Matthew. By the way, sidebar, Matthew Perry feel like borderline genius comedic actor on Friends. Yes, like, super I felt funny like he and super would, handsome. I couldn't believe how funny that Luke guy Luke Perry is who yes, I think Luke he is. Perry. Yes, Luke Perry. Yes, yeah. Uh, so no, I don't know if he's better looking than Luke Perry. But anyway, Matthew, uh, we used to go to strip clubs together. And our whole game was to get the girls to laugh. Like that was our whole, because you go to strip clubs, it's bleak. Mm -hmm. Like the men just stare at those women just like- yeah. Like a lion and the lamb. Well, yes, I was thinking more the on the Serengeti. What is that? The uh, gazelle. Yes, like a more lion gazelle. Like I would just rape you if there wasn't any law. Like just just sitting there right. on the edge bad. of that stage, yes. just yes. bad. Yeah, the vibe yeah. is just bad. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's take this bleak situation and make it great for these girls. <laughs> And because so would, you, would you go? Would you start your night out by being like, "Let's make some ladies happy"? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, we right. get a lot of one dollar bills. And <laughs> Peretta, that's the last name I'm telling you, sold name now. And I would would go, and because Matthew's good looking, mm -hmm. there's like a, it's a whole you you, mm -hmm. you you're just given so much. I, that was my first time realizing like, oh, this helps. This helps if you're good looking. Sure. So. Um, uh, so we would just, you know, whenever they would get up on the bar, we'd go like, we'd be like, do the uh, like golf clap for them, and then we go, oh my god, that's phenomenal! That is, I can't believe the strength! Is, don't hurt yourself! Be careful! Be careful! Be careful! Oh, she's fine. She's fine. Like that kind of stuff, all during her routine. And she would just be laughing because we were making fun. And then, but the key to it was we'd also tip them. We tipped them pretty well. Like we weren't cheap, right? So, you know? may so maybe you were paying for those laughs. No, maybe. <laughs> I mean, was there? No, no, no. Did you ever think like, ah, that wasn't that funny what I just said? But she's no, laughing. I thought it was pretty funny because it okay. was hard because it's so because they're trying to be sexy, 
You yeah. can't be giggly and sexy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Unless you're pay- playing the little girl role. And, oh, uh, but this was the thing. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. No, you have not talked about but, this. Uh, I've never heard about this. No, but I noticed, you know, every strip club has the... Uh, the back know, room? Then, well, yes, the, the, where you can get lap dances and stuff. But there's always a girl in a schoolgirl outfit. Like that's a that's a perennial. Mm-hmm. Like there's never I've the never Lolita. been a strip club that's not had a girl in that with the mm-hmm. short knee highs. And knee the, highs. Yeah, yeah. What are those Bobby? What are those shoes? Bobby called? socks. Bobby socks. Yeah, they're Bobby the sh- socks, and then they're. Uh, is that the shoe? It's the Bobby. No, socks. saddle saddle shoes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just that great look. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh huh. I once went to a lesbian bar. Uh huh. Or excuse me, a bar that had a lesbian night uh-huh. on La, La Brea. Uh-huh. And there was a couple of girls in there in the schoolgirl outfit. I was like, oh, my God, it's for both. It's everyone. I love I it. Say, okay. I never knew. I never. I thought that was just like, I was like, oh. Right, because it's like reminding you of what yeah. you liked when you were a kid. Yeah, of course, like, of course. But I never thought, were... like, it blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, so much in common with the lesbians. Love it. <laughs> Because, oh, so, so yeah, so we would have a great time at those, those. And he got numbers from strippers all the time. He was on Matthew was incredible, <laughs> just incredible. They were just like, where is he now? He's uh, <laughs> he, he was just on. He did some stuff. He was in Les Mis. He's done like a lot of stuff. He's like a phenomenal singer, show business family. He I think he lives in Connecticut now, but he might be coming out. Sorry, I know that was a tangent. Have you been to strip no. clubs? Yes, um, I I briefly dated a. Oh, <laughs> it's not going to be as exciting as you would have hoped. I bri- briefly dated a guy that was in a rock band that did some sets at Crazy Girls mm-hmm. on Sunset Boulevard. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. when I was there, well, Sunset and La Brea, right? Is this the same place? Maybe I thought we're thinking cr- of. I thought Crazy Girls was the one. I can't remember. There's one on La Brea right before Sunset, and then there's one on Sunset. That's the one that I'm thinking of. The one that's on La Brea. Whatever, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But um, when I was there, he would he would have to get. We would go there together, and then he would have to like warm up with the band or do whatever band stuff they had to do, and like move instruments. <laughs> and so I would I would wait in the bar, but they were always playing very early. And so I would have to bring money because if you're sitting there, like it yeah. feels like, oh God, I can't, I can't just like sit and hang out. But I, w- I guess I was kind of, I was in a way trying to do what you were doing, but I was mostly trying to let them off the hook and be like, yeah. I, it would be totally fine for you to just like sit down and we can talk about how your day was or whatever. Not, but it was also, I don't know, it was kind of, it was, it was fun being like the one person in a strip club, like living that. Right. Having like beautiful women pay attention to you, it is like even as a, as uh-huh. a, like, yeah. Yeah. Even that's as the key a to that's uh, That's the whole as thing. A, even yeah. as a woman who dates men, it was like, oh, well, me? Little, <laughs> little old me. Um, but at that, I think, it, I think it was Crazy Girls through that. I went with him like four or five times, which was a weird experience because Wait, he, he would, they did sets at Crazy Girls. They did sets at Crazy Girls and the girls would strip and like, dance during the set right and with because the guy that i was dating was the lead singer would like dance with him and do all this stuff but it was i mean we were 
we were casually dating, but we casually dated for like three months. But like it was always casual, but we're exclusively dating until until we weren't. But is um, hmm? Kurt Cobain? No, it was not Kurt Cobain. Um, I don't know why I laughed. Like, <laughs> no, uh, no, it was it was this this guy who was a really nice guy who I was was never dating seriously. Right. But it turns out he was kind of seriously dating me. So we had a conversation where he was like, "Look, I like I'm starting to call you my girlfriend. Like, let's was talk it Roger about Daltrey? something." Yes, it was Roger Daltrey. <laughs> and and I am 48. Um, well, first of all, you would have been way too young for Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh. Oh, so okay. I, I went the other way. That was all I was doing. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it was it was a strange it was a it was a strange thing. It was a different. It feels like a different. Well, the power it was like of adventure the... dating. But I also when I went to I worked in Atlanta for you know, a little while. There's a great debate in feminism about strippers. Great sure, debate. It's of one of my favorites. And I have a friend who is oh, a who is what. A dancer, yes, who oh, I used don't to say do stripper. comedy with. You don't say stripper. Well, she doesn't say stripper, so I haven't said stripper. She probably says stripper. She's not like hung up on stuff like that. But she, not that it's bad to be hung up on the Jesus. words that people call you. I don't know, I don't know whatever. But Ooh. she's she worked at a bunch of different places in LA and was pushed out because she didn't do she didn't perform hand jobs. So now she's just like a nude really? model. Really? Yeah, she's a suicide girl. And this, oh, yeah. And Which was her name? <laughs> I have actually have a crush on one suicide girl. Um, her name is. No, that's not her name. Okay. Well, she's like an OG suicide girl, and she's like toured with them. Like she's like, and she's in all their books. She's beautiful. I don't know what OG means. Original, original gangster is what it stands for. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one that I'm just like, crazy, crazy. Like she's up. What's her name? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> the next podcast on our our editions, I will say the name of the girl. All right. Because she's like, because usually they're just, just there's not much there for me. But I'm like, uh, like oh, this one's. That you, you'll you'll see what my type is. By the way, right? And of I've type, hung out. I've weirdly not weirdly. You've hung but out like, with yes, suicide cause I'm, girls because I'm friends. Because I'm friends with this with this one. Oh, yeah. All right, mate. Could this possibly <laughs> happen? That I get to meet this girl. Not after you? this display. Why not? <laughs> because Come on, really I'm harmless. Like I'm horrible. Come on. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like a median. Come on. Oh, the... <laughs> oh, boy. The, the guy... <laughs> so... But talking to her about this stuff is fascinating. Also because she's like a really... Like all these girls that I've met, they're all... Also like all those suicide girls that I've hung out with, they're all really into like DIY and Has any and suicide stuff. girl actually killed herself? I mean, probably Wayne. Statistically, I don't what? know. What? I don't know. Why would you say I mean, statistically? Because there are hundreds and hundreds. Now it's kind of a different thing. There are like, like my friend is one of the like original OG. Is one of the OG girls. But then, if anybody, I mean, there there are a bunch. Yeah, that's our show. Feral audio. As a branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. 
incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.